Welcome back. It's the Brady Farkas Show right here on WDEV, AM and FM, and WDEVradio.com. Exciting week for me. My local hockey tour continues. It was Reed Cashman at Dartmouth earlier in the week. It was Todd Woodcroft at UVM yesterday. And today we go to the Division Three ranks and find uh, Norwich Cadets hockey coach Cam Ellsworth on the men's side. We are your home for Norwich hockey right here on WDEV. Coach Ellsworth, how are you doing? Doing great. Doing great. Thanks for having me. Well, I appreciate you joining us. And again, a fun little tour uh, around our listening area here talking college hockey. Um, as we record this right now, do you know what the fate of your season is at this point? Uh, not not exactly, no. We're, uh, we're still kind of hanging on to some uh, decisions that are made above our pay grade, um, league decisions, state decisions. And um, what I can tell you is that our, our president and our administration, our athletic director, uh, we're all seeking a, a safe way to play hockey in any capacity. So it's great to have that support. And, um, you know, whatever whatever the governor asks us to do, we will uh, we'll do that and try to move forward. What is the what is the practice process been like? I saw you guys practicing on television the other day wearing masks, et cetera. What has it been like for you getting ready for a season? Um, it's been a little different, you know, kind of knowing that we weren't going to be playing until at least January. Um, you know, practice has been kind of twofold. One, it's been a relief. It's been a return to normalcy and in, in, in a really, really chaotic and crazy time. Um, and then at the same time, usually you get going and you're trying to play right away. And yeah. so I've tried to take a, a much longer purview of, of you know, teaching and um, systems, you know, not try to cram everything in. And Really, we did a lot of skill stuff and, and really just try to focus on the enjoyment of coming to the rink every day. You know, you have a Division One background, haven't been at UMass Lowell, and the guys I was talking to um, had Division One funding behind them and testing. I'm just curious of the logistics behind testing at a Division Three institution. What are you guys able to do or what are you guys doing in order to, uh, you know, to just to test to make sure everyone's safe? Yeah, so our school has been incredible. Um, you know, they they – we're testing over 1200 kids a week here. Our athletes are getting tested every week. Um, they've, they've really stepped up to make it, um, you know, doable for us with masking, with social distancing, uh, you know, with, with all the other logistics, but, um, our, our school has stepped up, you know, in a big way. And that's just not for our hockey program. That's for all our sports, um, across the board, even though we didn't play any games, all of our sports, proceeded and practiced in some capacity and that's based on you know the support of our administration you know i was talking to jeff shulman the athletic director at uvm this week and they pushed their winter sports season back a month and and what he told me about their decision was that they wanted things to settle down in vermont and they wanted to heed what the governor was saying i ask you this question if Vermont gets this under control, that's great, but you're also really dependent on what's happening in other states around the region for teams that you would play, right? It's not just a Vermont issue, is it? Um, yes and no. I mean, it, it isn't an issue if we're going to go down and play, you know, Babson or if we're going to go play in Maine or New Hampshire, but if Vermont can get it under control, we have, you know, Castleton and St. Mike's. And if, if, if that's what we get to play, that's what we get to play. So, um, you know, again, I, I've been really transparent with our guys and our leadership's been transparent with me of, you know, we're going to do everything we can to push the program forward. Uh, again, it might look different. It might feel different. It might not be the league. It might not be the same teams we play. Um, but we're going to pro- proceed in, in whatever way is safe and, and, again, in adherence with all the governor mandates. So, um, 
you know, if, if Vermont can get it under control and they'll allow us just to play in Vermont, we would welcome that opportunity to play games and play against our, you know, fellow Vermont universities. You know, I don't know the answer to this, and I, and I should. Um, has the NCAA given a waiver for winter athletes this year that this year does not count as a year of eligibility? So if you can only play Vermont schools and you play 10 games, that's yeah. not a wasted year for an athlete, is it? No, from what I understand, so originally the Division One got a blanket waiver, and then Division Three had a it – was, it was based on the amount of games you play. Um, whether that's been signed or not, there's been a movement to get the Division Three to have the exact same blanket waiver. Um, you know, the challenge at our level versus a division one level is, is just that these kids are paying to come to school versus maybe right. on scholarship or anything like that. A lot of these kids have jobs, um, lined up in the future. So, um, there'll be a ripple effect. You know, I might have a freshman or a sophomore that could play an extra year. Um, but again, a lot of our seniors right now, this is their last kick at it. So that's why we're working so hard to try to give them any, um, any games, any, any, anything that we can possibly give them. I mean, they've given a ton to our program. So we're, you know, we're really thinking about them and trying to continue to move forward here. What's the recruiting landscape look like right now? Are teams across the country playing? Are you able to watch games on streaming video? Are you just talking with, with coaches through zoom? What's recruiting look like right now? Yeah, it's been really challenging. Um, you know, we, we, we traditionally would be out a lot, especially in the first half. Um, you know, before the, before the, New England States kind of local localized hockey. Um, there was some junior hockey going on. We could watch it and um, definitely do a lot. I've done, like you said, some zoom calls with coaches, with kids. Um, right now we're kind of waiting and we're, we're relying a lot on our, our relationships and that's relationships that we have with, you know, junior coaches. It's, it's some of our kids relationships with, with their friends and, you know, Hey, this guy's here, this guy's there. And we're, we're trying to leverage all of those to, uh, you know, with the, uh, the idea of the support we've got from our administration, you know, to hopefully provide a path where this is a great opportunity for kids to come. But division three is a very different landscape than division one, because you kind of got to wait, right? Those kids rightfully so want to go to division one. And so the majority, the bulk of our recruiting is really done after the new year when division one has kind of figured out where everybody's going Division one has had a recruiting ban since, you know, the first or till the first of January. And there's leagues that haven't even started playing yet. So what that all looks like right now, I, I really don't know, but we're, we're trying to get in front of as many kids as possible so that as things get picked out, we could be a, a great option. You're a good person to ask this question too, because you have the division one background in addition to division three. What's the separation level between really good division three and Division One, because I went to Oswego, very good Division Three. I worked at Norwich for a year, very good Division Three. What's the difference in skill level between a really good Division Three player and a Division One player? Well, I uh, again, I'm probably biased because of who I've got to work with the last two years, but I, I just think we could compete. I, I don't know that we're going to go in and beat anybody, or or, but I don't think we would ever get embarrassed. And mm -hmm. I like to say that our kids are all Division One players with a story. Somebody made a decision that, you know, when it comes down to it, there's only so many spots. And uh, it's not like, a, you know, if you were to look at a, a college football landscape, right? There's Division One, Division Two, Division There's just – there's so many more spots. And, you know, right now there's 60, 61 teams. Um, there's just only so many spots. So we've got some kids that have been All-Americans here that I very comfortable would say could be great Division One players. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and again, I, I'm probably biased. but. Um, I don't know that we're 
you know, you ask the North Dakota, Boston College, Michigan that they're hand picking like the best kids in the country. That would be a challenge, but could we go in and, you know, play on a random day with a, a number 40 ranked team in Division One? Again, I think we wouldn't get embarrassed. Before the season was shut down last year, you guys were on an unbelievable winning streak, hadn't allowed a goal in, you know, nine games or whatever. And, and you were certainly in the conversation to win a national championship. How long did it take you and your guys to get over not having that opportunity? Yeah, I don't, you know, again, I, we're still counting. I think, you know, I think, I think we need to get back going and, and get the taste of uh, some competition and things like that. Cause that's ultimately what we remember. And that's why, you know, you asked about getting back to practice. It's been healthy just to get back and get back together. Um, you know, again, these are things, these are global things. These aren't things that are anybody's, you know, singling out the hockey program or the athletes in the United States or at Norwich university, but it was challenging. Again, when you, when you've been in the game a long time, um, you know when you're around some special teams. And that was a special group. They were willing to do things for each other. We were deep at a lot of positions. And, and you know, you had some, you know, Tom Auburn was arguably one of the best goalies to ever play Division Three, And, you know, those are potentially generational things. So, um, but it's a one-game shot. And, uh, you know, we would have to go and earn that every day. But, again, I, I, liked, I liked the opportunity that we had in – the way we had set ourselves up. So we're still working on those emotions. Again, I, I think just right now being back together, the, what, what the investment our school has made has allowed us to get back to normalcy. And again, we're, we're looking much more forward than we are in the past right now. I'll get you out of here on this because I think you're in a, in a unique position. Usually when a pro team, a coach is gone, the new coach comes in and inherits a really bad situation. Or a college coach gets fired at the Division One level. New coach comes in. He's got to clean up a lot of stuff. You're in one of the very few positions where you came in and inherited a program that was in really good shape. The program had been successful, had a lot of stability, and had a lot of good players already in it. How unique is that situation, you think, for you? Well, it's crazy. Um, yeah, like, just don't mess it up, right? Um, <laughs> the the It's funny. I, a college head coach that was in Hockey East saw me when I, when I took the job, and um, – He's like, hey, good luck, but like, what are you thinking? Because I think as coaches, we always think about building a reputation of building a program and then, you know, getting notoriety that way and, and working up the ladder. But for me, it was something that, you know, it was an opportunity. My my former boss, Norm Bazin, told me like the fact that they've won is is more important and the fact that the school is behind it is more important. So it's such a unique opportunity, especially for my first job. Um and I, and I think it helped me. I think it helped me. You know, again, there's a lot of times you go from an assistant to a head. And you, I was the guy for years trying to tell people it didn't matter, but it matters. You you, you become better. You, you're, you're asked to do things that you don't know how to do yet. And the culture here, the people here, the players here helped me grow um, to hopefully keep pushing the program forward. So it's a really unique job. I'm definitely not oblivious to that. And like I said, I'm trying to continue the success i'm trying to make our alumni our administration i'm trying to make everyone proud um and we're just trying to continue to move forward through this pandemic and come out on the other side uh, uh, as strong or continue to grow stronger cam ellsworth head coach norwich men's hockey team had a chance to win a national championship a year ago we hope there's a season this year we hope there's a chance to win a national championship this year and it's going to happen when it does all right here on wdev is where you're home for norwich hockey cam we appreciate it we'll definitely be doing it again as we move forward all right. Anytime. Thank you.